This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Making fibre easier with better fibre 155 grams from Chemist Warehouse, now only $11.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy Kempe and Otto Tahi Christchurch, we're together. The Fado, he's made it. Morena Kempe. Morena made it. Daggy daycare. <laughs> what a spot, Fano. What a spot down here. I tell you what, I didn't know I should have bought me bowls and me whites. <laughs> because the lawn, honestly, you're not allowed birds and not allowed to poo out on that lawn. Seriously. Seriously, Joe. Calm down. It is perfect. No, calm down, mate. It's great to have you here, Unc. And, uh, yeah, we had a little catch-up last night. We're ready to rip in the next three hours. This is Ian Kempe for breakfast on SENZ for your Friday, and we've made it. I never, ever thought I'd make it to Friday, particularly with Cup Week. And, well, how Melbourne ended up, I thought, oh, it's going to be a long week. But, no, we've made good decisions. Well, I have. Don't know about you, Kempe, but I've made good decisions, and I'm ready to rip in today's... Uh, big day, big show, talking all things rugby league, a little bit of racing, a bit of racing tonight at Addington Raceway, and then we've got a big hour, the Black Ferns hour, because we're only one sleep away, how good, Rugby League World Cup semi-finals this weekend, and the Kiwis take on Australia, the Kiwis flights are already booked home, lol, Come on. Andrew Voss, the Vossinator, will join us to preview the game just after 7 o'clock, so looking forward to having a chat to Vossi and talking to you, Kempi, about that game. We haven't got ideal statistics taking on Australia at World Cups. 14 of the last 15 games we've lost with a 20-point margin. So, hey, 
If they need any inspiration or anything to look for, Just look at those. 2008. Yeah. Replay. <laughs> have it on rerun all night. Keep having it on rerun and also just keep charring them their boarding passes because everyone else predicting them to leave. So if they can't find any inspiration from that, there's something wrong. So looking forward to hearing from Vossi. And then a big night at Addington with the Group 1 Dominion taking place. Sunday's Sun is raging hot favourite, driven by John Dunn, and he'll join us this morning. About 740 to previews tonight's. Meeting at Addington Raceway, where no doubt the BG, BGP boys will be looking for a bit of redemption. They got a hiding like everyone else yesterday because it was tough going with the Greyhounds. I tell you, run, don't bet on those things, mate. You got more chance of winning the lotto when they jump out of that. But anyway, we have a chat to him tonight, John Dunn, and then our Black Ferns, our Kempi, our Wahine Tor, a one sleep away for a shot at glory. How good. Sini Naupu. Liz Alder and Christina Sue have been doing a stellar job for Spark Sport and will join us at 8 a.m. to preview tonight, oh, uh, tomorrow night's match. Yep, they're going to be together. Uh, you get one, you get all three of them. So they're all going to put the phone on speaker and we're going to have a big old open corridor to the ladies and uh, have a wee chat to them. So Can we call that the panel? Yeah, the panel. The panel. Yeah, we've got the panel. We've got the, the, the panel, former athletes. I'm looking forward to chatting to Sydney, actually, because she's played up in Ireland. She's lived up there. she got a real understanding of how England uh, perform and play. So uh, she'll give us a little insight. And then Christina and, and Les obviously played for the Black Ferns. Christina, World Cup winner. Les as well. And they know what it takes. So looking forward to that one. And then the engine room. The Ford pack continues to get better and better every week. And coach Whitney Hansen. Has been a big part of that. Whitney will join us at 8.40 to round out the big Black Ferns Hour. Double eight, double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine throughout the morning. You've already come through talking about England. Wow, how good were they? <laughs> Alex Hales, as Aroha alluded to in the news, smashing his way to a final, taking on Pakistan. 84. 80, 86 or 47 balls. Chasing down 159, 10 wickets left, 24 balls left, comfortably. So well done to England, showing how it's done if you just go with a little bit of aggression and, uh, you know, just leaving it all out there. Never really been safe about it. Alex Hale's tan off and getting them into the big dance. So well done. Um, but that's a big show. 0800 on the Kennard Tire phone line. Would love to hear from you. But that's enough of me because Kempy's here. Right next to me, and I can't believe it. Kempe, you excited for the weekend, brother? Oh, mate, finally made it down here, Daggy. Yep, we've been talking about it uh, for at least a couple of months coming down to the cup week, the cup day. And, mate, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited about being down here. Good catch up with you last night, just chewing the fat and having a couple of nice little pinots. Mm. Um, mate, you've got a beautiful spot here, seriously. It is, it is such a nice... Uh, spot Christchurch. I had some really good times down here. I played my first test match in Christchurch in 1989 at uh, QE2 Park against Australia. Very first carry, got smashed by Wally Lewis and limped around for 79 minutes. Um, but I'll never forget it. I'll never forget Christchurch. Always uh, dear to my heart. Played lots of softball down here too um, and love flying in. I've got some real good mates down here. Hopefully I can catch up with them uh, throughout the day on Saturday and possibly Sunday morning. So looking forward to that. Yeah, Kempi, it's great to have you back down here, mate. And uh, you've already asked me, you'd be like, 
Where's Frankie's house? <laughs> and when well, last time I spoke to Frankie, I said, "Is it by that blue boat in the paddock?" Frankie, <laughs> I know you're in bed listening. Poke <laughs> your head through those trees, son, so I know which house and which window I'm knocking yeah. on later. And tell you what, brother, get the kid along. I'm coming over. Yeah, Kempi's already said he's going to go for a walk through the, those bushes over there. I said, "Well, Kempi, I don't know exactly what house he is, mate." I'll and find uh, out. everyone will get a bit scared if those big shoulders come walking through the bushes and uh, knocking on windows. So Frankie Endicott's out there and. Obviously, Frankie's a, a very influential uh, person that's been there in the Kiwis, and he'll know what it takes this weekend. You were talking to, about a couple of stories before we got on air, Frankie Endicott. So this is a big weekend for Lee Kimpy. Obviously, weekend. Kiwis, they've named their side. You've talked about it. You were hoping for some changes. There's been one change. Moses Leota comes in. He's recovered from his wee injury, but that's a, obviously a positive. Do you see is Jared Wider Hargraves been a, a bigger mission from that performance? But you're happy with with Moses being back? Yeah, look, I think Moses should start. You know, he's been carried as 19th man, so he's not even he's not even going to make the football field at this stage unless right up until an hour before kickoff they name this side and somehow Moses finds his way to the bench. Um, yeah, I'm look, I'm not surprised that Jared hasn't made it. I think you know you've got to go with Liotta Leot- and, and Fisher Harris. Um, Bluey said it this week on running it straight. It's what the Australians fear, the Penrith front row. Um, but for the life of me, I don't know why he's he's persisting with his selections, uh, Madge Maguire. But it's his his head on the chopping block this weekend. Mm. Uh, we know that when we play against Australia, and this is what this is the confidence that I have, is that the game that every Kiwi wants to play in is the game against Australia. So yeah. I'm expecting actually a little bit of a lift from them uh, tomorrow morning, and I hope that they can, you know, like you said before. The odds are against us, stacked against us. I think it's out of the uh, 15 times we've only won one game uh, in World Cup finals. And and for me, the only confidence I get is that they love playing against Australia. So mm. hopefully they can get a double. 2008, Kempe. 2008. You were, you, you were right there, thereabouts, and you are amongst it. You witnessed it the week leading up to Australia. Can you, can you pinpoint what really worked? That night against Australia, and what did it come down to? Like, how was the week, and how will the Kiwis draw on that performance? Well, I've got to say, the, the massive difference, and I witnessed it in 2010 because I was managing the Kiwi team at that time, was Wayne Bennett. Yep. So Wayne Bennett was, was Stephen Cooney's assistant coach, and um, on all accounts, what he was saying to the boys at the time was, you know, believe in yourself and, and just the way that Wayne Bennett talks. But in 2010, he walked in before that final. We won up in Brisbane, and he basically, he basically put it on their chin, mate. He said, "You know, you say you're brothers, you talk like this." Yeah. And last week, and we played Australia a couple of weeks before at Eden Park and got tonked up. If, I don't know if you remember that game, but he said, "If you're going to say that, at least step up and do it." Mm. And I, like, if I could have got to a TAB right then, we were like two hours out from the game. I was like. Oh man, that's the difference. We are dead set a chance tonight. So I just think that that motivation part for the Kiwis is what Madge Maguire's lacking. You yeah. know, I think I think it for me when I listen to him talk, it's more around preparation like an NRL coach is preparing his side. International football's not like that. Mm. You know, you've you've the it's a step up. It's definitely a step up and I think he's not making that motivational step up. Um, well what I can see, that's my own opinion. And I hope that um, in reflection of what Australian Kiwi games are like in the past, that the boys are, are just jump, you know, biting at the bit to get out there. 
It's all up there, isn't it, Kimpy? All Mate, up it there. Is, Every know. time we play Australia, you play um, Australia, you know what's coming, and you and you got to try and find that extra extra adage to get you mentally prepared. And look, I've been with coached by some of the great coaches, and very lucky. And the ones that get you going are the ones that really can get in the back of your head and start getting you start getting you wondering again, and and get those little, you know, that, that adrenaline flowing. And you know, I think of Razor, simple but very effective. His videos, you know, he plays a lot of videos building up to the game. Exactly before we go to the game, he'll play a big, like, uh, video of all the games we played in Australia. Or, you know, back then we was playing the Chiefs. We knew it was going to be a street fight. So he'll play all these videos of Liam Messon being an absolute thug. Yeah. Brody Retallick yeah. giving us an elbow. You know, little things like that. So you're like, oh, yeah, come on then, boy, let's go. <laughs> and it just fires you up. It's simple. And I hope Madge is doing that this week. I ho- look, I hope he's plastered all around the team room that Rugby World Cup organisers have booked them flights home. Well, that's well, that's exactly right because that is motivation. You know what I mean? Like, if 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 anything, and I'm not and I'm not joking. Yeah. Put that up on the wall. Yeah. Like put a put a boarding pass up on the wall and make blokes touch it and, and see it and say, no one's no one believes that you can get through the next game and mm. um you know that motivation. I'll go back to you know the early '80s when Graham Lowe. You know, they'd lost the series against Australia in the first two games. John Rebo goes down the left-hand wing and scores off a forward pass from Gary Jack, and the referee doesn't call it, and they lose that game in the last two minutes. They lose the series. They're down 2-0 in the third game. They knew they were the best team in the series, but he wanted them to have a bit of belief. What does he do? Gets them out of the, gets them out of the um, hotel and back then walks them down the middle of Queen Street in their, in their Adidas tracksuits. Mm. And... I've talked to a lot of those Kiwi boys then, and they went, man, the belief that the the, um, the supporters had in us that were coming up to us saying, you know, you guys can do it. Mate, they went out the very next day and won 18 nil against Australians. And it's little things like that mm. that change into, uh, you know, your performance in an international football. And I always say it's not an NRL game. Mate, when you play, you know this, you go from club football to, to international football, Mate, I can't even remember half the games at international level I played in because it's just so quick. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The, the margins are very minute. They're very small, and things happen a lot faster. And just on there, what's your belief for this Kiwi side taking Australia? Not ideal statistics at World Cups, but they don't mean anything. They've got a chance, and leading into this tournament, they were raging hot favourites with the squad we've had. They've been a little bit underwhelming at the moment. But hey, finals footy is here, and this is what the, the tournament's about. This is where every team wants to be, and the Kiwis have an opportunity. So what's your belief? What's your thoughts on this Kiwis squad that has been named to take on Australia? Tomorrow morning, Kimpy, we'll be up, 8.45, on Spark Sport. We'll have it loaded on the TV. We'll have our croissants ready to go Ooh, and uh, ready for a big day of racing. But let us know, double eight double three. On the Temper Bedpost text machine, your thoughts of the squad. Can they get the job done? The belief, are you confident that we can get one over the Australians at the moment? Because at the moment, it hasn't started well our weekend. Hopefully these uh, the players, the Kiwis, can well change our fortunes with the Black Caps going down, followed by the Black Ferns, and then the All Blacks getting the job done. And the Kiwi Ferns as well. They're taking on Australia. So it's a bang-bang weekend for our league teams, we're right behind them, can't wait. And on that, we'll be talking about the Black Ferns throughout the morning. We'll get a load of this, our can't wait question of the day. Can't wait question of the day.
well, I know where I was, Kempi. I was on the field absolutely shitting myself when this happened. Where were you 11 years ago when the All Blacks won the World Cup at Eden Park? And where will you be watching the final, women's final, for this weekend? Where were you, Kempi, 2011? Mate, I was, I was actually at, in Mount Eden. I could have gone to the game. Um, I went to Australia and Ireland. I was, I was actually staying in Mount Eden that time. And Alan Tonkin, I don't know if you, you know Alan Tonkin, um, he's a very well-known barber. Yep. Right? All the boys go to, go to Tonks and he's some arm boy and he, he showed up at my place with an Australian jersey on. And Australian were playing Ireland. And he said, I, you know, come on, mate, I'll walk you down. And I knew this Irish pub down the road. And we're walking past the Irish pub. And I said, buddy, let's go in here for a beer. <laughs> and he just looked at me, he goes, you're kidding. And I went, no, 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 come on. And we walked into the pub and the whole pub just, it was like noisy as, and went dead silent. There's an Australian <laughs> jersey walked in. And I just looked at him, mate. And, and then the Irish, you know, the Irish fans are like, they're like, yeah, you know, and we had a really good, we had a really good night. So, when that 2011 finals was on, I was actually living in Mount Eden at the time. Yeah, uh, it was unbelievable, mate. Yeah, you know, and of course you know you know what happened there. Um, boys got home in that, that game against France. That was nerve wracking. Easy, oh. got the job done. Easy, easy, got the job done. Give you that one point, mate. <laughs> honestly, the memories are flooding back. I remember this quite vividly. Uh, Corey Jane asking me, "What's the move?" And I was like. I don't know, bro. I don't know what the move is. We've just trained for six weeks. And I should know the move, but I don't know, bro. I was pretty rattled. Eh? It was like, it was crazy. It was crazy, mate. There's just nothing was going our way. I remember Pity Weep who chipped the ball up. And they intercepted. Uh, they ran down. And then Dossatois scores under the post. And and then Morgan Parra was kicking the goal for a penalty. And it, 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 honestly, I was behind the sticks going, this is going over. This is going over. Oh, no, over. We're going to have to go move overseas because everyone's going to hate our guts now. It's going over. It's going over. And then it just shaved the upright. And I was like, yes. And it bro, it was the longest 10 minutes of my life trying to Wasn't kill that game out and get the job done. But hey, the rest is history. And well, I got to drive home and have a big summer. And a big summer it was because I think I put on about six kilos. But that's all right. That's what preseason's for. But anyway, can't wait. Question of the day. Where were you 11 years ago when the All Blacks won the World Cup at Eden Park? And will, where will you be watching the women's final from this weekend? Let us know, double eight, double three, and I ask you, Kiwis, get out there, get amongst Auckland if you're there or thereabouts, support them, get around the hotel, show them your love and ha what it really means for them. They really enjoy your support, and uh, we nearly, really, really need a rally behind our Wahine tour this weekend. The Black Ferns playing England in the final at Eden Park, and How it good. is the biggest day of their careers. How good. We're going to shoot off. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yes, welcome back. 11 years ago, Kempi. I don't feel that old. I don't feel that old. Mate, it's 11, 11 years. years ago? What was it? 1991. How long ago is that? That's 31 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I ran out here. Well, you don't look a day over, no. over 30 there, Don't Kempi. let the old man in, boys. No. You know that? I told you that, eh, Joe? The old man, he keeps knocking at the door. Just don't open the door, son. Don't open the door. <laughs> hey, Joe, just a little update. Are you running? You're still running? 
Uh, Still trotting? Uh, not so Don't. Much. Well, look, boys. No, I'm, I'm look. It's time. I'm tired. It's the end of the year. You know. No, I'm not. I'm not to be honest. Um, but I'm doing press ups. Nice. That's nice. the main thing. That's the main thing. I, I'd look honestly. Don't do a daggy. As soon as I retired, stopped everything, and it just catches up. Not that you'll probably need a little bit of a hindu around that little waistline there, mate. So. We'll uh, keep you up, but try and try and track along, mate. It's good for your mental health, I reckon. Anyway, trained hard yesterday, and my my glutes are sore today, but I felt so good. I felt so good. I was a bit refreshed and uh, ready to rip into the day. But anyway, that's enough of that. Where were you 11 years ago when the All Blacks won the World Cup at Eden Park? And where will you be watching the women's final from this weekend? They're taking on England tomorrow night, and I absolutely can't wait. My daughter has done a big sign. She's only four, and she's. Way more yeah, clever, way more clever than myself, and she's uh, done a big sign, and we're going to get up and we're going to send them a wee video because I'm absolutely pumped and fizz for tomorrow night's performance. But before that, the Aussies are taking on the Kiwis, and uh, there's a message coming through from Dave from Caraca. Good morning, boys. I think the Kiwi boys can do the Aussies. Just need a good start and believe in themselves. Nice guys out the window. Now they are the enemy. Have a great weekend. Go the Black Ferns and the BGP boys. Cheers, Dave, from Karaka. The start's always key. We always talk about that every time, Kempi. It's easier said than done, but it goes a long way from putting in a performance. And the Kiwis, the squad they're named, look, they've got a lot of confidence. Hopefully Madge can draw on what's happened this weekend with their flights being booked and try and inspire the squad. Because before this tournament, <clears throat> raging hot favourites. I think Australia are favourites now, aren't they? I think so. Look, I I agree with Dave around the start. You can't give them 12 points like they gave Fiji last weekend in the quarterfinals because Australia will just not give you those 12 points back. So to start, Dave, you are 100% right. The Kiwis need to make sure they step up and, and stay on a level, level keel. The longer the game goes, see, the difference with this game is, is that the Aussies, they've cruised through all of yep. their pool games and they haven't been put under pressure. We don't know what this Australian team is like under pressure. Mm. We were put under immense pressure last week against the Fijians, and we got the job done. So we've had a hard game. Hopefully that you know, is, uh, holds us in good stead for this game against Australia. But it will only hold us in good stead if we start well and get them in the battle. Mm. And you know, like Bluey said, short swords. Get them nice and close and make it difficult for them. If they get out to, if they get out to a flying start, Aussie teams like doing that. Mm. Cam Smith. When he was when he was captaining the team, let's get out, put twelve points on teams, and then you know the rest of the game will just nail, put the nail in the coffin. Put your coaching hat on. Who are you targeting? Everyone tries to get Nathan Cleary, and they do a tough job of doing it. You saw the uh, team trying to target Panthers, Nathan Cleary, and the influence he's had. Who do they target, and how do they get there? Look, I, I would go at Crichton. Mm. I, I think you got to leave Martin alone. He's a pretty good defender out that side. Uh, he's gone for two big centers. He's moved. Um, Valentine Holmes to the wing with a Latrell Mitchell. He's gone Jack Whiten on the on that uh, that edge on the other side and to replace Valentine Holmes with that O'Car. Um, sorry, Jack Whiten with that O'Car. I would go at Crichton. Mm. You know, so I think if you go at Martin too much, Martin's too good a defender. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you you can't get to Cleary. Now people have tried that. <laughs> you know, so get that out of your mind and just make sure. You can't go. You can't go to Crichton though, unless we win the middle of the gr- the middle ground. Yep. And that's the key. And and the thing is, this week the Aussies have talked about that. Like they had. A, they had. Uh, they don't fear that Ford pack. They've already said it. 
Well, you're never going to admit that you're well, he's fear fit, anything. But. He's, he's, you know, there was a text that came in yesterday and said, why aren't we picking like for like? Well, it's really ironic that you say that because Australia have picked like for like. Mm. So they've gone, well, we'll meet you in the forward packs, but can you pick the same in the back line? Yeah. Because we've got, if our middles do the job, we've got the back line that can tear you apart. So it's got to be a, mate, I can't wait. I, I just think the weekend is set up for us. We've got the Kiwis and we've got the Black Ferns, we've got the All Blacks, you know, it's, oh, it's a dream. The it's UFC. The UFC. Adosanya, the, C, um, the City Kickboxing, CKBT. Herrera, you know, the only bloke Dan to knock out. Dan Hooker. Carlos Olberg, Brad Riddell. Jeez, we won't see Neeps on Monday. I know, mate. Neeps will be a bit tired Monday. But that's all right. We'll keep pounding him on Monday, uh, Sunday afternoon. Saying, can you get this guest? Can you go get Daniel Cormier for us, eh? Yes, sweet ass. Go on, brother. Put the text out. Get us there. UFC big weekend of sport. And in the middle of that, Kempe and myself at the races. How good? If you see us, go tackle Kempe. Anyway, we're going to shoot off. We'll come back. With uh, Aroha, she's going to give us an update on the news and then headlines with Joey Boy. For breakfast, it is 26 to 7. Boys, lots going on overnight. Obviously, England destroyed India. Absolutely destroyed them with 10 wickets in hand. One with uh, four, uh, four overs left as well. Uh, easily cruised to 169. Um, not so good for the Auckland Tuatara, who kicked off uh, their baseball season for the first time in a couple of years. They lost 6-0 to the Bandits in Brisbane. New Zealand Cricket have announced that they will continue. Uh, they still plan to go to Pakistan, Pakistan next month, despite all the uh, political upheaval there. So uh, quite interesting. And hey, boys, I've got a little uh, equestrian update for you. We're going to be doing this on uh, 6:30 uh, every Friday from now on. Show jumping at the New Zealand Agri- uh, a- a- Agricultural Festival today kicks off at 11 a.m. to 11:30 down at. Um, in Rickerton, uh, at the main arena down there. So, boys, do you want to head there after the show and uh, <laughs> have a look? Have they, got, have, they got, have they got a couple of Clydesdales for us to do with a show jumping on? <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. You, you <laughs> after 11, yeah, go for it, yep. <laughs> oh, that's a good update, um, Joey, because my wife, she is a former show jumper. She loves horses, and my daughter absolutely loves horses too. So, can you give us, it says Rickerton Park, what time does it start? 9am, so that's thanks to 5 a.m. Create natural products with unrivaled levels of nutrients and energy. So, yeah, head down there, boys. I- I'll let you off early, eh? Uh, next me you can carry the show for the last <laughs> half hour. Oh, man, I'd absolutely love that. How good. Nah, nah, we'll, we'll keep flying through to 9am, and then we'll think about what we're going to do. I'm actually thinking... <laughs> Listen to this. I'm actually thinking about taking Kimpy for a ride on the jet boat. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> and he's no one wants to come with me. I, I said to the jockeys, I'll be, skimming, I'll be skimming stones in the river, me. I said to the jockeys, I said, boy, should we go for a ride later in the week? Like, like what? And I said, jet boat. Take the boat out. And they're like, 
Nah, no thank you. I'm like, boys, I'm as safe as anything. I'm a good driver on the water. Trust me. Headline. It goes. Kempe survives. <laughs> Kempe survives. Kempe swims down the river. Look, I, I must be honest. Last time I took a couple of the, the code boys out, I took David Harvilly, Quinn and Strange, and uh, another guy, actually, uh, from up north, and we're going down the river. And oh, I was just cruising, laid back, feet up on the dash. Just saw this other channel and I was thinking, oh yeah, I'll cruise over that channel. Go over and I hit it on the side. But just underneath the water there was a rock. And anyway, I hit it on the side and go, boff! The boat flips up, nearly rolled it. David Harvilli and the other mate in the back into the water, floating down the river. Quinn and Strange. Ends up on top of me, and what he's done is he's kneed the um, the key in the ignition, and he's bent it, and so that's broken, and then we just go start, we nearly roll it, and we didn't quite roll, and then we go, and then we'd park up on the on the bank. And the boys are still And then I look them. over there, there's a barbecue, a Yui Boom, uh, my keys to the truck, and two heads just bobbing up and down the water. They got life jackets on, so they're all right. Um, but they're all just bobbing up in the water, and I'm thinking, wow, what just happened? So it is very dangerous, <laughs> Kempi, but hey. Nah, bro. <laughs> You're not keen? Nah, not at all. <laughs> I've talked to you, Adam. I've scared you. I've scared you. But, mate, great story. It's good fun. It's good fun, Kempi. Like, down here, this is the mecca. We've got the best rivers down here in Otatei, Christchurch, and uh, there's one This really got the best drivers. <laughs> I'm a good driver. I'll take you down. If I can take my kids and my family, I can take Kempi. I'll probably just be a bit more erratic when you're in the... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway, what do you reckon? Should I take Kempe down and give him a Louis drive? <laughs> double eight, double three, let us know. Anyway, great little update, uh, Joey. Might head over to the show jumping and have a wee watch of that. Your NZ Ag is down here at the moment. It's been a whole hell of a turnout uh, watching it on the socials, so keep that up. Um, coming up, we've got Quizzy Dag, and we want you... New callers to call because there's plenty of racing. You've got to think tonight we've got Addington Raceway. The Group 1 Dominion is taking place. And we've got John Dunn coming up. And uh, we're going to have a chat to him. He's on Sunday Sun, the raging hot favourite. So looking forward to having a chat to him. And the BGP boys, we talked about it earlier. They got a hiding yesterday, an absolute hiding. And they need to redeem themselves and get them back into some um, positive profits at the moment. Because it was a tough day out. No one, not even Pip Morris, could pick what was going to win yesterday at the Greyhounds. And, well, we got a bit of a photo from uh, Louis Herman Watt at about 1am. And, well, he was with Pip. So hopefully she answers her phone at 8.20 and get a wee update on that. But tough day. So a big day of racing and plenty of sport to boot to have a wee dabble on. So we're going to shoot off 0800-150-811 on the Kennards Hire phone line to take on the Quizmaster. I'm here. I'm ready. That's... How have we looked? It's tough. Is it? It is, mate. I'm, I've had a look at it, and the clues, mm, best of luck. You got them? Oh, I'll come up with something. You always do, Kempi. <laughs> Sometimes you just give away the answer. <laughs> but hey, that's all part and parcel of Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. We don't make it too difficult here. 0800 150 811 to take on the Quizmaster. Back soon. You know we're finally here, right? Where are we? It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag on SENZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag, 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 Dag. Oh, you thought you did a Z and can't be. But 
the questions stress you out, yay. The quiz master is getting busy, but Uncle's clues would give you gout. Think you can beat them, try your luck. Losing, they're gonna call you chump. TAB bonus bets, they're on us. TAB, 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 quizzy dang and TAB bonus bets, don't ask Google all your slate, yay. It's quizzing day on what? It's quizzing ゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲットゲット
ball, the ball needs to something off. Uh, I know there was tomato sauce involved in one of them. Uh, yeah. This ball needs to off. Something off. Why do you jump in a pool? Uh, Manu, bomb. To, to bomb off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one. Leaps. Stop. That was the worst video I've ever done. Anyway, Brett from Huntley. This ball needs to something off. This ball needs to cool off. More than a quarter. Oh, that was some horrible acting. My first ever ad for the ABs with my Anonu and Corey Jane. They were ripping me out. Nothing but pool. This ball needs to cool off. (laughs) Sure, (laughs) Noogie. You know, you know. Anyway, question number three. Which NBA player is currently leading the rest of the league for the highest average amount of points per game? Giannis is incorrect. Sorry, Brett. Have a good day, brother. Appreciate your call. Simon from Auckland. Morning. Morning, morning boys. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank morning, you. Good. Thank you. Good luck, Simon. Which NBA player is currently leading the rest of the league for the highest average amount of points per game? Do I get a clue on that one? Or? Ooh. Tonka What's that? Tonka Toy. Mavericks. Is it? Oh, Luca. Luca Doncic. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Luca Doncic. Yep. Appreciate it. Here, question number four. Israel Adotsanya is set to defend his middleweight title again this weekend in his last defense against Jared Kanier. Which WWE wrestler did Izzy dedicate his walkout to? Um... Which, which, which wrestler was it? Yeah, which wrestler did he imitate while doing his walkout show? Uh, um, oh, I don't know. Hulk Hogan? I don't know. <laughs> oh, wasn't Hulk Hogan. Sorry, Simon, brother. Have a good day, mate. Mark from Tauranga. He looks a little bit like this WWE wrestler, doesn't he? he so he'll know. The Marky? <laughs> Thanks, boys. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it's The Undertaker. The Undertaker. How good. Yep, it was The Undertaker. It'll be interesting to see what he does on Sunday. Uh, firing tax on the weekend. Uh, yesterday at the at the press conference. Anyway, question number five to take it out in pounds. How much money has FSG put the Emil- uh, English Premier League club Liverpool up for sale? In pounds. Uh, in pounds. Uh, Three million. Oh, three million. Million. I'll buy it for that. I'd buy it for that too. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, three million. Way more than that. Sorry, Mark. Have a good day. Ed from Talaga. If you don't get this, it's mine. How many pounds? Four billion. Four billion pounds Ed. is correct. That's what you got to do. Did you run out to the hardware? Yes, brother. Ed, it's coming your <laughs> way, bro. You got a $50 TAB bonus bet, all yours. What are you going to put it on? Got anything? The Kiwis, cuts $4.33. Ooh, that's nice. a good bet. All right, mate, get off the phone because you're reversing somewhere. What are you doing? I'm going down to get some coffee for the mum, Mumpy.
<laughs> nice. Good man, Ed. Thanks very much for your call and appreciate it. That was Quizzy Dag. Well done, Ed. We'll be back Monday to have another crack and get you paid. We're going to shoot off. We'll come back soon to wrap up the hour. Yes, that's right, Izzy and Kempi. We've been united uncles down here in Autotahi Christchurch. Great to have him at the household working through today's show. And we've got Vossi coming up. Andrew Vossi's doing a stellar job up uh, in the UK, calling all the action to our screens. And uh, he's going to give us a little inkling of the, the feel on the ground. What's the chatter like? And all things talking Kiwis taking on Australia. If you want to know anything, if you've got any questions for uh, Vossi, Double eight double three temper bedpost text machine. Let us know and we'll fire those to Vossi. He's a really astute mind on all things rugby league. Ashley Klein, refereeing. Oh, Happy? No. Well <laughs> <laughs> I'm not starting on the reference. <laughs> Come on. It's too early. Okay. It's Friday. Let's have some let's have a fun Friday. Okay, fun Friday. Let's not get started on the referees. <laughs> Andrew Voss. Vossi. Coming up, and he'll, well, he might be tee off on the referees now. Andrew, Ash, Ashley Klein, he's one of the good ones, but sometimes you just feel like the Kiwis, they just don't get the rub of the green because no one wants the Kiwis Samoa final. Get up, Samoa! They're taking on England as well. Coming up, Aussie, let us know, double eight, double three. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, shaping and building New Zealand. Neurofin Quicksorb 24 caplets for just $10.99, but only at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. everyone because Kempi and myself are hissing at the moment how good it is Friday the 11th of November Izzy and Kempi for breakfast SENZ it's just after 7 o'clock Christchurch Cantabs I know it's your day off but get up get <laughs> up it's a beautiful day down here in Otatahi Christchurch the sun is shining and we're ready to rip into the next few big hours we'll be talking league bit of racing and the Black Ferns hour after 8 o'clock Seni Naupu, Les Alda and Christina Sue, former international players, doing a great job for Spark Sport. They're going to join us and be our open panel after 8 o'clock. So looking forward to that. And just hearing the news from Aroha and hearing Wayne Smith, they're definitely up against it. They're facing an England side that's on a 30-game winning streak. Probably the best of the best at the moment. But hey... They'll find something in Noan Smithy and how clever he is. He'll have a plan, a genuine plan. Chaos, unstructured chaos. And I know they don't kick it often, 
and I was a bit questionable at the start of the tournament, but now I'm starting to believe they can't kick, so just run it, Kempi. Just run it from absolutely everywhere. I'm so pumped, and I can't wait for that performance. And uh, But before then, we've got to get through tomorrow morning. The league, 8.45 in the morning. This morning, the Kiwi Ferns are taking on Australia and in their semi in the semi-final. So hopefully they can get the job done and really lead us into a nice wee weekend with the Kiwis taking on Australia tomorrow morning. Cam's come through with a wee text message for our Pony Race 2. I'll get that to you shortly because Cam, he's always there or thereabouts, Kempe. He's so a good punter. He's a good tips, isn't he? Mm, very good. He knows, very his, good. he knows a thing or two about, uh, about the punt game, and uh, we really appreciate your text message. Hopefully you can inspire some of our listeners, Cammy, and maybe even the BGP boys. They might need you after yesterday's wee hiding. So looking forward to... To that one, but um, we're going to be talking Kiwis with Fossey shortly. He's going to just go get in a quiet room, no doubt. He's uh, there up there or thereabouts, and he's been doing a great job. But the Kiwis, Australia, let's talk about Samoa, England, Kimpy. Can Samoa find something? Can they draw on Jerome Luai doing his job, the most assists in the competition at the moment? He is a big leader in their squad. No one predicted them to be in the semi finals, all about Tonga with how successful they were last World Cup. Can they find an upset over an England? England side that's full of confidence up in the UK, can they get it done? Well, with 54-point turnaround, mm. it's like, you know, being beaten 60 points to six in the first round, you'd hope so. You'd hope that they come out and they put on a performance as they have done in the previous three games mm. and getting that job done against Tonga. They were really good against Tonga. You know, Tonga didn't lie down and they... You th- you're watching that game, you thought they're coming home with a wet sail and they're going to get the job done. But as we know, you know, Samoa Tonga, they got two very, very good teams, and it looks like Samoa have realised their potential. So can they find 54 points? I don't know. I think it's going to be a lot closer. Yep. Um, I just think the way that the English are, are playing, they're handling the conditions a lot better. They know the home ground advantage, uh, and they love packed-out stadiums, especially when they're supporting their team the English side, yeah, a good game. I like it. Um, can they win it? I don't think so. England. You talk about England. You've played up in England. You've played against English sides. They bring a totally different game. What is it? Uh, uh, what's the difference between the NRL and the English football? What what style of play and the conditions up there? You spoke about the field, obviously, different dead ball lines. It's a little bit smaller. So getting used to the width and the, and the different styles of playing. England, what do they present? Well, Sammy Hewitt asked the same question. I said it's faster. You know, they, the, the defence, there's not a hell of a lot more of wrestle up there. So they get down and play the ball faster. And what that allows the English to do is to play more of an attacking style game, game of football. So they're always on the front foot. Um, and they can catch you out. They've got some really, really good talent in their side. The other thing about the English is that they're massive. <laughs> Mate, you run out against the English boys and you think, we're big as Polynesians. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's up there in the water, but the English boys are huge men, and they just love playing in front of their home ground, uh, home crowd. So, um, you know, Sean, Sean, um, Sean Wayne has done a really good job getting his, his English uh, side prepared. No one picked them to be this good. They've they, they've actually left four of their best players out. Mm. They didn't make the tournament team, but they've been so good through the through the earlier rounds. They too, like Australia, haven't been tested. Um, and that's what we're hoping with the Samoan game is that if they can put a bit of pressure on it, and just like the Kiwis do to Australia, 
how do they handle the pressure? Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. Watch there, Kempe, and I love it having Samoa there. How good would it be a Samoa Kiwis final? Oh, how good! <laughs> New Zealand be crazy, mate. If you drive around in Tamaki at the moment, there's so many Samoan flags up, and I'm like, usually you see Tongan flags going past all the time, you know, but now they've been replaced by Samoa's flags because the Samoans in the semi final. If Samoa and the Kiwis get through the final, New Zealand, Auckland will shut down. Oh mate, honestly, you just can't beat it. You can't beat it up there in the far, um, far north in South Auckland. When the Samoans or the Tongans get up, they are pumping. And I, I've seen a few on the social. So hopefully Samoa can draw on that, the support and what they're able to do down under. We're going to talk to Andrew Voss shortly. Just having a wee, a uh, few difficulties just getting in touch with him, but we'll get to him shortly. Double eight, double three. On the Temper Bed Post text machine, we're talking Kiwis taking on Australia this weekend, and it's going to be an absolute doozy. And Cam's come through. Cam, Awapuni, race two. Seam Sue. Seam Sue. Let's go. You might see us at Rickerton. Cam, well, if you see us, come say g'day. But Awapuni today, race two. Seam Sue. There's plenty happening. For sure, and Vossi is going to have a wee dabble as well. No doubt, he'll love a wee punt up there in the far north. But Kempi, we're talking Australia, Kiwis, and we can't wait to see this match unfold. And Vossi's going to give us a little inkling. When you t- We spoke about it earlier. What has been the sudden turnaround about Josh Adokar, mate? Like, he got left out of the State of Origin side, and you're thinking um, Fittler, the coach, will be just spitting tacks with what he's seen at the moment. He would have changed that New South Wales side for no doubt. The gas, his ability to score tries, he is just phenomenal at the moment. Well, yeah, Freddie Fittler must be kicking himself the way that uh, Ado Carr's gone up there and, and just torn the tournament apart on that on that left uh, edge. So, you know, Latrell Mitchell's come out this week and said, you know, New South Wales and the selection policies, all pol- politics. Anthony Mundine came out and basically he, he just called it racism. He called it. He called them for what it was. Yeah. And and back then he was saying oh, I was the best five eight. You're not picking me because I'm I'm Aboriginal. And he and he really put it on them. Latrell Mitchell has had a bit of, uh, I guess, the quorum about the way that he said it. And he said it called it politics. Yeah. So, I think Ado Carr not making that team is basically because this is my personal opinion. The teams have gone for big wingers taking and getting their sets started out of out of yardage. Now, if you look at the best wingers in the competition, it's built on speed. Mm. And I'll go back to the English, the great Martin O'Fire. Like, Martin O'Fire would never carry the ball out straight up and set the line. Mate, he'd run around you. He'd go all across the football field until he found a lazy defender, and then he'd put the afterburners on and go straight through them. So I think Ed O'Carr, it's his speed, and then he's got Latrell Mitchell, he's got Jack White, and he's got Valentine Holmes. He's got Nathan Cleary unlocking him with Munster. That's the key. If they get set, there, set through the middle of the park, that's the scary part about Australia, mate, on the edges. And Valentine Holmes is no slouch, mate. You know what I mean? They have speed to burn. And hopefully our boys in the middle can contain him and make sure they can get the job done so that they don't get that Nathan Cleary, Munster, um, and, of course, Harry Grant, that spine going. Because the other bloke you, 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 who's gone unnoticed is Tedesco. Mm. Like, Tedesco's game is next level. And he's basically come out and said, well, we're in the final. So he called that early on this week. So there's enough motivation here for our (laughs) Kiwi boys to say, well, we we can actually shove it up them here. Tedesco thinks they're going to the final. The the organisers think they're going to the final. 
what are we doing, boys? Are we jumping on that plane on Sunday, or are we staying here? And and I think they'll be up against England in the in the um, World Cup final. So and uh, Kiwis, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> Australia. I, look, I think I think the work is cut out for the the Kiwi boys, mm. but I will never write them off. Never ever write the Kiwis off. I've had blokes say, "Oh man, I'm back in." <laughs> I had a really good mate who punted the Australians in the World Cup final. He phoned me. He said, "I'm going to, you know, they were dollar eight. He said, "I'm I'm on the Aussies, dollar eight. So you can imagine what he was putting on it. And I said, "Mate, you're never back against the Kiwis in a mm, final." Mm. So and what happened? The Kiwis came out and they didn't just beat them. They gave them a, they gave them a tonking. So I won't I won't back against them. I still think they're a chance. I don't think yep. he's picked the best team. But they're playing Australia, and the Kangaroos haven't been put under pressure. If we can keep that pressure and keep them tight, mate, who knows? Mate, that Munster, you talk, think of the Aussie halves as of late. They're, they're just producing year on year, just classy halves. And you think of Munster-Cleary, the combination. They haven't played too often. They're obviously different states, different teams. That combination, have you seen Have you seen it gel? Have you been impressed with how Munster and Cleary have taken control of the Kangaroos? I, what I've what I've been impressed with was is how Mel's handled handled the Daily Chair Evans Nathan Cleary, um, I guess the equation of who is going to who is actually going to lead the spine, and he's gone because you've got a Queensland coach up with Munster and Harry Grant and Daily Chair Evans, yep. but he's looked at it from a New South Wales perspective and a co like we talk about cohesion all the time, and he's gone Liam Martin, Isaiah Yell, Nathan Cleary. Tedesco, mm. so he's gone with the with the four, and he said, "Well, Harry Grant and 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 Munster will work better with that combination." So he's he's basically put the asset on Cleary. He wants that kicking game. He wants that game management. But he's he knows that the link between that right edge of Martin Yell getting it to Nathan Cleary and going because that's where they're going to go, and that's on our left edge with, yeah. where, where we know we're struggling. Mate, it's going to be tough if they get that right. Yeah. They need to do a lot of work and get their job done. But, mate, the, the kangaroos are showing no signs of showing down, slowing down. But you said it earlier, Kippy, they haven't been tested yet. They haven't been put under a bit of pressure. When the going gets tight and teams tighten those screws, teams can fold. So hopefully the Kiwis can do that. We're going to shoot off and hopefully have Vossi on the other side. If not, Kempi off the back fence. That Let's will go. get you all going, get the blood flowing, the veins popping. We can't wait. Back soon. The Back Fence with Tony Kemp. Well, the decision has been made by Michael Maguire to stick true to his selection policy and run with the same team for the store die semi-final against Australia. Is it a good thing? No, I don't think so. Will it be the difference between winning and losing? Only time will tell. But I know one thing for sure, Izzy. The Kiwis lose this game with the talent they have had at their disposal and Madge Maguire's head is firmly on the chopping block. Mm. One thing missing up until this point of the tournament for me has been that the Kiwis have not stepped up from NRL to play on the international stage. Mel Meninga has got his Aussie team up, and so has Sean Wayne for England. And the question remains, can Madge Maguire tomorrow morning get our boys up for the most important game of their career if they're to make it through to the final week? One of the big advantages both Meninga and Wayne have is that they are former international players who have bled for their home countries. They know what it takes to get up for international games and quite frankly, 
know what it takes to get the job done. The experience they have resonates through both the English and the Australian camps. If we are to win, it's going to take a Herculean effort to get past the Aussies this weekend. Our form says we can't do it, but knowing how we have competed against Australia in the past, I have a glimmer of hope that we can still get the job done. A glimmer. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Ooh, a glimmer. You're holding on, Kempy. Double eight, double three. Why haven't the Kiwis been able to fire at the moment? Look, it's, it makes for an interesting scenario, Kempy. You look at Australia and how effortlessly they've been able to connect, come together, the cohesion they've built, the continuity, the belief. And you've got to think it stems down. They've got to... Obviously, the international game is very debatable at the moment. We haven't got enough tests for the Kiwis. No. They're not getting enough opportunities to play together, and it's tough, mate. They come from all different walks of life, different NRL teams. They come together... And on paper, unbeatable. Favourites by mile going into this tournament. But we haven't been able to gel in the cohesion. Whereas on the other side, the flip side, and I know you talked about it a lot with the origin. They're obviously separate, but most of these players are playing together. And they're playing at a high level week in, week out. And when you play at that level, the more runs on the board you have, the more beneficial it's going to take. So is this a case of just lack of time? Lack of cohesion, lack of international league opportunities for the Kiwis? It, look, it, it, it is part of the problem, and you're dead right. If people are sitting there thinking, you know, and, and I've said it this morning, they haven't been tested, you have to take State of Origin into account. Yeah. So the three games that they play through State of Origin is testing football. Yes, they win one. Yes, they the, the other team wins one. Do they go across to a decider? It's just it's it's pressure cooker stuff all the time. So... They know when they get into a fight how to, how to win games Australia. Um, no, we don't play enough international football. But one thing that the Australians and the English have confirmed is that we have the best forward pack in the world. Yeah. Now, we have always had good middles. But you only have good, uh, our middles will only be um, as good as the selection. Mm. And Frank, Frank would tell you that. Bluey would tell you that. Mooks would tell you that. Guys who have coached the Kiwis. And I just think that the selection policy in and around our middles has been a little bit off. You know, you've got you've got our mate, you've got our mate sticking um, Nelson Asifa Solomon on the edge, mate. He's the best bench player in the world. Like coming off for impact, you've got Fisher Harris, you've got Liotta. They've won an NRL competition for Penrith. If you're sitting on the other side and you're you know Lindsay Collins and and Tino, you're going, oh no, I'm up against the two best front rowers in the comp now. Chucking one of them out, it just they grow another. They grow another inch. Mm. They go well. I don't. I'm not really. I'm not scared of that. You know. And I just think that part of it is where Madge doesn't really understand because when you put on that black jersey and you know this as well as I do, you go to another level. Yeah. Now it's not. It's up to the coach to make sure that level mm. is that the whole 17 go there, not one or two, and that's what's missing. Yeah. Look, it's an interesting situation, and, and you know, it's not uh, an easy solution. For this international game at the moment, we know who, oh, you know how much how dominant state of origin and NRL, how powerful that brand is for for international footy. And you think about it, a lot of the Samoan Tongans players play state of origin, and then they go back and represent their their nations. If there was an opportunity during state of origin and international footy to play at the same time, could it happen with the amount of numbers that are playing in the state of O? If there was a state of O weekend, you know they play Wednesday. 
and the clubs release them to play those games, could there be a window to play international footy? Oh, test matches? 100%. I was talking to the Uber driver on the way out to the airport last night, and we're talking about Origin, mm. and, you know, 10 years ago, the changing of the guard was happening, and Polynesians were making the Origin sides, not Queenslanders and, and New South Wales mm. people. It's, it's really become a country of origin, not a state of origin. So, you know, I reckon the, most, the, fem, the biggest benefit of this World Cup is that those home nations have got their state of, state of origin players, Samoa and Tonga especially. Um, to answer your question, I actually think state of origin is going to change. I think Kiwis are going to play in it eventually because they do not want to lose that brand. Yeah, okay. And when you're, when you're saying this year that the best forwards are the Kiwi team, mate, the, the one thing the Australians, they don't care, they want the best players. But isn't that bad for the international game? It like is. The Kiwi jersey, unfor- is the Kiwi jersey dying? Is, is it, it is. Or is... The, the unfortunate you can't thing lose about it. that... No, you can't. The unfortunate thing about it is, he, is that the Australians don't care about the Kiwi <sighs> jersey. They care about... They don't care about the kangaroo jersey. Well, and unfortunately, they don't really care about the kangaroo jersey. Oh, that's bad. So it's a, it's a little bit like an AFL model where it's all based on New South Wales and Queensland playing mm. and international footballs are, you know, it's, you can play one international at the end of the year. And, and I don't see that changing in the future. So um, what I do see, though, is, is that Kiwis will play Origin one day. OK, there you go. There's a wee update from Kempe. And look, let's get a wee update from Joe from Gizzy on Gronkowski. Don't get me started. What happened? <laughs> Yeah, hey boys, hey boys. Yeah, yeah, well, um, got her back to the stables and they've taken some blood and she came up with a cough. So, sorry to steer you wrong there, gentlemen, but uh, can't win them all. But uh, so be it for uh, owning horses, as you know, Izzy. You think think you've put all the time and effort into it and you've got a good one and then, uh, yeah, that comes up. But Dutch is life, so she's, uh, she's back in the stable. But Craig Ferguson gave us a horse this morning called Street Art in the second unbeaten should absolutely should absolutely win this morning he reckons so that's what we're on today okay okay and quickly before we let you go we've got a good mind on all things league mate the kiwis but have you have you been surprised with how lack of fire they've shown and can we find something this weekend joe from gizzy to get uh, one over the aussies who in previous world cups have won 14 out of the 15 games uh I'm right behind Kempe, you know. I mean, how can you have Madge who gets banged out by the Tigers, wins nothing, inspires nothing, talks a lot and shows nothing, and then come together with the best talent we've had in the last 20 years and for some reason can't get them to gel? For some reason makes wrong decisions through selections, which, you know, Kempe, you listen to Kempe and he's saying, why are players playing the wrong position? So you look at the Australian side, who are full of talent, let's be honest. You know, most of them played together in Origin. Half of them played together in the same NRL teams. And they come together naturally. Was we struggle to come together as a team naturally. But I, I just think, you know, comes back to get a Kiwi coach, get someone who understands the jersey, get someone who's bled for the jersey, and that's where pride comes in. Look what Smithy, who's bled for the all-back jersey, has done for our, our young ladies for this weekend getting us to the final. Uh, in, in the rugby, and look at the difference. The sheer difference that he's had them for six months, and, and Maguire, where well, he's been unemployed for six months, so he should have had the same game plan, boys. But uh, I would love I would love to sit there and you know give my right arm to see the boys run over the Aussies this weekend. 
but um, yes. just seem to have our players going missing, unfortunately, at the moment. But uh, uh, hey, I'm there. I'm there. I'm up in the morning. I'm watching, you know, because uh, you know we bleed black here. But let, let, let's let's hope uh, that our hope is restored this weekend by them doing one of those out of the bag surprises and bashing those Aussies. Beautiful, Joe from Gizzy. He's always on the money. Hopefully, we can get the job done and get one over those Aussies. Starting this morning, we got the black, uh, Kiwi Ferns taking on Australia, and then tomorrow the Kiwis take in on Australia and the men's outing, and then the Black Ferns. A big weekend of sport. That was Kempi's league. We got a few messages there from Dave and Chris. We'll get to those shortly. We just couldn't get Vossi up. Uh, a few technical difficulties out of the UK, but no doubt um, Kempi has covered it all. They're taking it on. If you've got anything, double eight, double three, send us a message. We'll read those out. But we'll shoot off. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Hey boys, the weekend, how good, it's going to be a massive weekend and uh, watch Josh's flooring pole which you can find on uh, the SEN app, look it's a little unconventional and I might lose my job but I'm pumped, I'm pumped for a big sports November so I want to know Choices Flooring Pole, flooring for sale on now at Choices Flooring, so much all over the next few days, what you got in your fridge this weekend to keep you company, you got some spates, the pride of the south, do you have a slab of grins Ooh. or pals or something, an RTD, a box of crafties, or you got a bottle of red? What are you boys bumping this weekend? It's going to get messy at Rickerton. I'm, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. The biggest, biggest event for me is the dag on the dance floor. Cutting <laughs> <laughs> oh. some moves. Don't, well, don't start, Kempi. Those shoulders. You'll be you'll be my little bulldozer in front of me. Not little, big bulldozer in front of me through the crowd. Go, Kempi. Get him. Move him. Mate, the league, Joe. You know that. That's, not, that's the question. Hey, I'm a league man. Yeah. Kiwis all day. So it's- much sport over the next couple of days. While you're watching the Kiwis, what are you going to have a little sip on there, Kempi? Oh. It's 8.45 a.m., so probably a coffee. Well, we... With a dabble well, of yeah, what? yeah. Maybe Bailey's? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, look, look, I love a little grin, so I'm going to give a shout-out to Beeve. Give a shout-out to Beeve and a slab of grins for myself. I'll enjoy that drop, so... Hey, Beeve, hey, uh, if you're listening, come on, mate. There's two in this partnership. Yeah, there you go. Two in this partnership. Yeah, slab of grins for me, uh, Joey. That'll be my drink of option. Obviously, locales and trying to look after the sweet setup of mine, so that'll probably be my... Um, my little drop, but mate, yeah, everyone will be ripping into a wee couple this weekend, drinking responsibly, RA team for sure, and uh, we appreciate it. Well done, mate. That is a Choices Flooring Poll for our Friday. Fun Friday, and qu- uh, questions are coming in regarding your off-the-back fence, Kempi. Ditch the origin. Time for NRL to split into a conference system. Yeah, and there's been a lot of talk about a conference Ooh. system. Full Gould is right behind this. Um I just don't think they'll do it. I, you know, Peter Valandis. There's a big, there's a big um, fight going on over in Australia at the moment. Hey, Peter Valandis, mm-hmm. obviously um, works for New South Wales as well in the racing game, and they're saying that he needs to put more time into rugby league. He needs to choose one or the other. 
And the other big fight that's going on is the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement for the players. And I've been watching that really closely. And what I haven't seen is the Pacific boys fronting what part they play in that CBA. Um, so before conferences and all that sort of stuff, just to say, Origin ain't going anywhere. Yeah. I can't see them dropping that. That is no. probably the biggest problem. It's, it's probably, like, if you think back to the old Origin, it's probably lost its oomph, you reckon? Do you feel like it's still got so much draw and, and, you know, so much power to draw the people in, the fans? They still love it. They sell them out easily. Well, they've kept totally two different. nations, haven't they? Mm. You know, everyone in New Zealand says, oh, I'm maroon or I'm blue. You know, they always ask me, who do you support? I go, I just like watching them beat each other up. I'm a Kiwi, I'll yep. be black, you know. So um, I think what they've done with the marketing side of it is they've captured two nations, not two, not two states. And New Zealanders and Aussies love the origin. So it's worth a tonne of, ton of money to both leagues, the New South Wales and Queensland leagues. Um, and because of that, I can't see it going anywhere, is he? Yep. I, just, I see it just going from strength to strength. What I do see is I see it changing from state to probably country of origin. Mm. So you can, you know, well, you've, you've, you've come from Tonga, you've come from Samoa, you've come from New Zealand, but you've played your, your junior football. Because what happens is they take our 15-year-old kids over there and put them in, in structured school systems, and they'll change the rules to, to um, roll with that to say, well, you started in a school in Queensland, you're eligible for Queensland. Mm. Beautiful. Great little update there. Ditching origin, probably not not, not going to see, but I'd love to see a little split into conference systems, something different in the NRL, just to really... Um, well, just a bit of difference, something different that mm. we might stimulate the competition and maybe the, the Warriors will get an opportunity to play at home instead of Wellington for Harry Styles, who's got his concert. You see that? He's got, he's, <laughs> oh, at the same the time. round, they're going to have to play at Welli- in Wellington because Harry Styles is having a concert at Mount Smart. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing. <laughs> there you go. Don't get Kempe started on that. Anyway, another question, uh, another message from Chris. You got it, Kempe. Test league coaching is about culture and being able to get people up quickly and accurately. You haven't got 23 weeks to jail and iron things out. Look what Mal has done with his first Queensland, now Aussie. He was an average at best NRL coach. Individually, this Kiwi team is stacked. Get on that $4, boys, responsibly. Chris. Yeah, and it is good money. I'll tell you what, you don't write the Kiwi boys off. At $4, the TAB have got rocks in their head. <laughs> Yeah, it's big money. That is big money. And Cam's come through. He says, why, why, cut, all, why cut all draft? Big bot, lads. Oh, Cammy on the big bot. See it, Rick it in, Cammy boy. Appreciate it. And another one quickly before we shoot off, because we got um, John Dunn coming up. He's running Sunday Sun at the Addington Raceway tomorrow for the Dominion Group 1. And we'll get a little inkling on his ride tomorrow and uh, on his drive, sorry, tomorrow on Sunday, son. So looking forward to that. And then another one here, Dave. Hey, guys, Dave-O here from Cambridge. Got a little each-way bet for you today. Awapuni Race 7, number 14, Balaconte, has been served by Al Manzor and is now in foal. These mares seem to go good once in foal. Apparently been working good since as well. You'd know a lot about that. That was Simnarama's racing this weekend, and she might have a little Tarzino in it. Yeah, that's right. She's got a little Tarzino, and she's racing today down in Awapuni, race seven. Um, but, you know, like all of our horses, they're weighted very poorly because of their ratings. So that same race? That's... Uh, race seven at Awapuni? Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to say anything, Dave, but yeah, there's a couple, couple of mares in there with foals, mm. and you're dead right. They do seem to run well. So, um, yeah, I'll be watching. Yep. I'll be seeing how she goes. Um, but, yeah, spoke to Al... It's uh, 
it's the first one back, weighted. She's carrying 62 kilos. We have got an apprentice on it. Mm. 62 kilos plus a foal and a jockey. Whew, a lot of weight there, Kim Pete. A lot of weight there. Hopefully, Cinerana can, can get you all day off to an absolute flying start. That'd be good. But Dave reckons Bella Conte. So there's two for you there in that race. Race 7, Awapuni. And don't forget about Cam's Awapuni Race 2. We punt as well. We're going to shoot off and we'll come back with John Dunn talking all things racing at Eddington tonight. How good? Back shortly. Oh, good morning. Anyway, we're back into it. We're going to rip into some racing chat, uh, chat today at Eddington. And well, the man of the moment, Sunday Sun in the Group 1, John Dunn. Once we get off here this morning, the party continues as we prepare for another big day of racing at Eddington. Sunday Sun will go up against Muscle Mountain and the 300,000 Group 1 Dominion. Both horses have looked pretty unstoppable this year, but it will be the reigning horse of the year, Sunday Sun, who will go in as overwhelming favourite. Yep, $1.70 on the tote. How good. He'll be driven by his trainer, John Dunn, who joins us on the line now. Morning, John. How you doing? Morning, guys. You good? Yeah, we're very, very good, mate. It's a beautiful day here in Christchurch, and uh, you'll be up and about, no doubt, getting Sunday Sun Ready to do battle. Are you happy with the barrier draw, mate? Yeah, I am, actually. Uh, the way the draws have panned out all week, I drew second row on most of my drives, so to, to draw the front front row of this fella is definitely a big help. Mate, you got Muscle Mountain in there too. Are we back in the Quinella? <laughs> yeah, well, he's sort of, one, one's not ideal for him, but um, he's had a lot, bit of practice lately, so hopefully he just steps away and be a, be a great race for the public. Mate, if you, are you drawing on anything in in the New Zealand Cup the other day with coffee that Blair Orange? Is that kind of the sim, some similar tactics? Are you going to get to the lead early and put the pressure on and keep the pressure on? Yeah, well, hopefully that's the plan anyway. As uh, he sort of that's the way he likes to be his racing pattern. He likes to be up front doing doing the hard yards. So hopefully to step quick and find the front or near near about uh, definitely definitely make run a good tempo and make a good race of it. Well, I've got him anchoring my multi for the weekend, <laughs> Johnny, so no pressure, but what's the lead-up to the race been like? I understand Sunday Sun's had some remedial work done on its joints recently. Has he recovered from that? Yeah, he has. He had a couple quite cool. was definitely a big confidence booster for us. Um, prior to that, two starts prior, he galloped um, on, the, on the bend about the 900, so I uh, went to Kaikoura. Not ideal track for him to go around, but he handled it, handled it great, and he's pulled up really well. So, um, yeah, sort of a bit of confidence back in the camp there. What would a third consecutive win in the Dominion mean to you, mate? You you know how to get the job done. Three hundred thousand, the pockets will be fuller. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, it'd be awesome. <laughs> we could get three. Uh, not many horses have done it, so. We can pull that one off the the control, all right. Hey, hey, John, have you enjoyed? Uh, you know, no COVID, seeing the crowds come back to the races, a, a full week of racing down here in uh, Christchurch. Yeah, it's great, really. The crowds crowds come back, and and the racing all week, gallops and trots. Um, there's been been great racing. They're sort of they've been going quick times, um, and sort of the best horse on the day has been winning. So. Yeah, can't complain with the crowds back and the racing that we've had in front of us so far. Oh, well, Sunday Sun's obviously the main 
party member of the team, but you got a big, uh, you got a few good drives today. I've had a look. Martha Stewart, you got Dance Till Dawn, you got Batch, Batch or Bark. What are we leading into? Anything else you can lead our listeners into, mate? Yeah, well, Dance Till Dawn, she's she's been going great races without much luck. Um, she's drawn out wee bit wider early on, early on in the program, but um, so the way she's been going. Should have to be a nice each way chance, and then you bark. He's sort of he's galloped last time out in the corner, but um, yeah, sort of the race he falls into. He's drawn out wide at nine, but the race he falls into and the sort of abilities he has shown in the past, he'd have to be a great chance. Beautiful, mate. Oh, we appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your insight. Good luck on Sunday, son. Uh, tonight. I hope you get the job done, mate, and make it three consecutive wins in the Dominion. Congratulations, and uh, go well today. Cheers, guys. There he is, John Dunn. Dunn family, really phenomenal. And a name that everyone's accustomed to in the harness race. You've got Dexter Dunn, who's a hell of a driver as well. Yep. And then you've got John Dunn leading the way. They're a very good stable. And, uh, mate, you touched on it. It's been a great week of racing down here in, in Christchurch. You had Ashburton yesterday, harness, so... Everyone's getting their own taste of what Cup Week brings. You had the Greyhounds last night. You had Addington on uh, on Tuesday night. And then we've got Rickon and Cup Day tomorrow. LJ in the Cup was something I'll back to. You've gone starry, Bill. So it's a big week, Kempe. Mm. And as Cantabs, you should be so proud. And I hope everyone's enjoying the coverage here on SENZ. You've got the good oil leading you away and, and keeping you up to date with what's going on. A few tips here or there. And then you've got Cam who's our main tipster on our listeners. One of our listeners texting through his tips throughout the morning, and uh, we really appreciate it. Here we go. Morning, lads. Making the trip down for tomorrow and can't wait. Spates will be the chosen drop for the shore. Surely the lads in the SCNZ will be cooking up some big banger snags. <laughs> Cheers. Cam from Blemnham. Well, Kempe, did you bring big any big bangers down, mate? For big boys, yeah. <laughs> Mate, I see a barbecue out there in your little nightclub, ready to ready to go. So, don't worry, Cam. I'll be on that barbie very shortly with those big bangers. Yeah, beautiful, Kempi. We got some bricky coming shortly. I've gone in and demanded them from Daisy. So hopefully she started listening. She just looked at me and laughed. But anyway, might have some eggs on their way shortly. Maybe we'll have a few little snaggers to get us through the morning. That was John Dunn racing today, Sunday Sun in the three thousand three hundred thousand Group One Dominion. Great to have him on the show. We'll shoot off and come back to wrap up the hour. Yes, welcome back, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Friday. Fun Friday. Fun Friday. Uncle's next to me in the chair, and he's heating up. If you missed us off the back fence, make sure you go have a listen. Talking about the Kiwis and Madge Maguire and his uninspired nature to try and get the Kiwis going. Can they find something? There's lots to draw on. Oh, they've already had flights booked home. If they can't draw on that, there's something wrong in the camp. How cheeky Because that, that is disrespectful as anything. <laughs> <laughs> anything. And I'd lo- love to hear what Vossi had to say up in the UK. We, we just couldn't quite get him. His number wasn't working, but he'll be on everyone else's shows, no doubt, throughout the week. And reaction next week, for sure, 
He's doing a stellar job up there in the UK. But coming up, we're going to talk Black Ferns. That's a Black Ferns hour, and we're going to talk to Sini Naupu, Les Alda, and uh, Christina Sue, who have been doing a good job for um, Spark Sport, giving us all the action and coverage with Scotty Sumo Stevenson. And I don't know if you watched the post-match last week, Kimpy. Um, Liz Alda, she's obviously, a, she was a former captain last year. She'd taken them to a ton of tests. She'd been at the World Cup. She's a senior player in that outfit. And she didn't fit the role that mm. Smitty was after. So she was left out of the group. And you could see the emotions on her face after that performance on the weekend beating France. She was in tears. Mm. And uh, for me, I know it would have been tears of happiness and joy, but probably tears of what if and mm. you know Trump probably felt a bit left out and and you know those feelings of of wanting to be there she's already come out so so before the tournament i actually thought she retired mm. but she's come out and said no no people think i've retired but no, i actually wanted to be a part of it and be there so i think it's it's going to be an interesting um conversation in the next hour talking to them all and Sini Naupu, who also has been up there in ireland she would have played england a ton of times and how to unlock this English side. How do the Black Ferns approach this English side? And Kempi, we're going to shoot off in a minute, but get your reaction. How, how, how would you look? Does what happened against France work against England? Can you see them putting in the same performance and beating the English side with how they played last week? Oh, they would have got a lot of confidence out of that. As a, you know, um, France had every right to win that game and they couldn't get the job done and that would give them a ton of confidence. So you've, you've answered your question yourself. Yes, they can do it. Yeah. Okay. Looking forward to hearing what the, the ladies have to say after this. A big hour. we got Whitney Hanson too. She is the coach of the Black Ferns Ford Pack. She's got them going. I've been hugely surprised with how better and better they have got as soon as the tournament go, go, has gone on. The scrum is firing. The more defence is firing. So looking forward to hearing how her week has been with the squad. Black Ferns Hour coming up. Is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Care Apple Cider Vinegar 120 capsules is now $16.99 at Chemist Warehouse. Save 20%. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. It's Friday, 11th of November. Is he campy for breakfast on SNZ down here at Autotahi Christchurch? The sun is shining and it's 8 o'clock and we've got a big hour ahead of us. We're going to be talking all things Black Ferns. Why not? They're playing in the final Saturday night. Sold out Eden Park. 
47,000 tickets sold. Not an empty seat to boot. How good is that? Well, I can't wait to talk about this because watch that game last week, Kempi, and I said it on my Twitter. I said that was probably one of the most enjoyable, frantic, happiest moments of my life and, and probably one of the best games I've ever witnessed. Like, the, the Black Ferns and the French, like, the hits. I don't know if you saw You saw that oh, yeah. reserve hooker all coming on yeah. or reserve prop laying that yeah, man. Uh, French attacker out. And I was thinking, I would never run it. You run it straight a lot. Yeah. You, would you run it straight at those no, black fans at the moment? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, whoa, man, they are putting their bodies on the line. But that's what it's going to take. Yep. They, if they're to win, that's what it's got to take. They're going to have to really get themselves sorted out. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I saw the English girls, mate, yesterday on my walk. Yep. I went for a walk before I, I come down here. And I, uh, I saw the English girls out walking. They are big girls. Look, oh. at, look at this. Look at this. We've got breakfast getting delivered. That's what happens when Kempi comes down. <laughs> we get breakfast delivered to the table. And, well, Sydney Naupu will be very, very proud. She's on the line now with Les Alda on her side. And we're going to have a little, wow, a panel operation here. Oh, there you go. You got your snags, Kempi. How good. <laughs> Morena to you, Sins. <laughs> Oh, Morena, is he? Oh, my gosh, amazing to hear from you. And I'm actually also, we've got Sui here as well for a minute. Um, oh, beautiful. <laughs> is here as well. Good, everyone. Kia ora. Kia ora. Oh, Morena Koutou. Hey, girls, ladies, how are we feeling? We're one day out. How are you going? How's the hype up there in, oh. in Tamaki Makoto? Man, we are fizzing. We've been up every morning, early as, you know, getting our teeth whitened even ready for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been hey, a, a, a pretty incredible uh, build-up this week. But um, And honestly, thanks for having us on your show as well. It's brilliant to hear from you, Izzy, and the team there. Nah, we're, we're absolutely loving it. Black Ferns, this is our Black Ferns hour. we got Whitney Hanson coming up. Just quickly, I just want to um, talk to, to ask Liz a question. Look, Liz, I'd just love to commend you on your bravery throughout this tournament. Um, you've been so passionate and it would have been easy to you know, throw your toys and say, I don't want to be a part of it, but you've been there or thereabouts, and you've been so good on the airways. So congratulations with your bravery. But for you, how proud are you uh, of these of the, of these ladies and, and what they've been able to achieve so far? The job's not done, but they've got a chance. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Izzy. Um, yeah, that's why you've got a husband. You can throw your toys at him. So that's what I've probably done. <laughs> but um, I'm just... You know, knowing what the girls have been through, and I mean, some people that have had to pay a pretty heavy price of that over the last 10 months to a year, um, the, the adversity that they've shown to push through some of some, probably the toughest times that the Black Queens have had in a very long time, um, and to still focus on the job and be able to put performances out there has been so awesome. But I think on top of that, like, for me, it was I had a real opportunity to be a part of something special, and, you know, what we've created... Everyone that's been involved in this World Cup, um, it's bigger than selection, you know. It's the future of the women's game, and um, that's probably been a big motivation for me. Hola, ladies. Hey, Sydney, you've been up there the Northern Hemisphere, and you've played up against a lot of these uh, girls and know the style of football that English are going to be bringing to the, to the ground tomorrow night. What do they have to do, the, the, the ladies, tomorrow night to actually get the job done and lift that trophy after 80 minutes? Yeah, it's obviously going to be a tough battle in weather conditions as well. But I must just jump in and just 
you know, when Les was speaking to you just before, lads, that's uh, I'm so blessed to work with people like that, eh? Um, how wonderful is is uh, Les and, and Sui? But yeah, so from a an England perspective, they'll love the weather tomorrow if it's going to be damp like this. Jesus, it'll be uh, kept in the fords, that's for sure. But um, no, I think um, New Zealand will have their uh, tactics and game plan in terms of what options to choose and whatever weather conditions we have tomorrow. So to be honest, it, it, I actually think it just comes down to what it will, the pitch will be like tomorrow. So do you expect, anyone can answer, do you expect New Zealand to go on with the same tactics? We haven't seen a kicking game from from the um, Black Ferns. It's been quite non-existent. If it is raining, can they um, find someone to to really nail that kicking game, and can they play that expensive game? Do you, do you, can you see them adapting if it is wet? We, yeah, we've got, we have a couple of options, obviously. 9-10, Luke can put a punt in. If there was ever a time for T-Sizz, if she has a little ding cover a strong defensive line, that this is the game to do it. Um, just even from set-piece, from a line-out set-piece, and have a dink over the, the centres, because they haven't done that before. Teams have been uh, catching England out like that in terms of getting them behind with the grubber or a, a short dink and just in between the 15 and the, the opposite winger. So tactically, it's either those or obviously if it's weather conditions like today, you just need the territory and play the short game in the green zone. Yeah, I don't think that running it from our 22 is going to be an option all day. So they probably need to provide some variation on their attack, especially now to add some, some variation to their kicking game because running it from our 22 in these kind of conditions is going to be a tough day in the park, especially for our forward pack where the battle's probably going to be for majority of it. Yeah, so how important is it for the tight five? You know, they're talking about, you know, being dominant in the line outs. They're, they reckon that their tight five are going to, uh, bring it to bring it to our ladies, but they said the same thing about the French and I thought our scrum was really, really good. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, the scrum's just got progressively better. I think ever since we played Wales for the first time, it's just got better and better. So I'm confident that we're in a good place with our scrum. Um, our line-out's showing a bit of inconsistency, and Abby Ward and Zoe Warcroft, uh, Warcroft sorry, are two of the best uh, lock, locking partners in the world. So that's going to be a tough battle that we're going to really need to be composed in. Obviously, the defensive maul is going to be huge tomorrow. So... Yeah, physically, that five, that front five, have got to be up for one of the toughest fights that they've embarked on in the black jersey. Yeah, Liz, you'll be able to answer this. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, when it's raining, I'm stuck out on the wings going freezing because I ain't getting my head in that (laughs) dark place, I'll tell you that. Hey, just quickly, on the breakdown era, um, Liz, all sense... um, you know, last week we got exposed, particularly when the Fords were, were doing those pick and goes around the around that ruck, trying to catch the the French um, opposition off guard and trying to suck them in so they can draw them and get them tighter so they can go wide and, and expose them there. But we were getting exposed there. We were lacking our latches. We were a bit, a little bit slow. Is that would that be a major focus this week, knowing that the threats that England pose over the ball? That's what we might have done. Lost. So it'll obviously be. Are you there? Are you there, Karen? Karen, yep, yep. We've got you now. Oh. Yeah, it would be a tactic I would employ if I was England. So it would be a um, counter tactic that I would be focusing on as New Zealand. Um, we need to secure our breakdown. And if we're going to play on top like we have this whole tournament, we need less than three second rucks. So Ball Carrier has a massive job. 
you know, fighting through the contact and then the first arrival has to make critical decisions as to whether they remove a threat or whether they seal, seal the ball. So that's going to be a big area of the game. Yeah, we've been saying uh, all day long and now, you know, every week that the game was won or lost at the breakdown, like, you know, both sides of the ball. And then certainly against a team like England, the work off the ball New Zealand will have to do as a pod to get around that corner or be set and hit the right channel to get that momentum win the collision first will make it a little bit easier. But um, as you guys know, England have just some of the best fetches in the world, same as New Zealand too, but that'll be key for them, the ball retention and just getting territory and playing in the green zone. Oh, quickly, we know you're busy and you, you, you're you on demand up there in, uh, in Auckland, so no doubt you'll have another wee gig to go to for sure. We appreciate your time. But Charmaine McMenamin getting the, the nod. Kennedy Simons on the bench, the co-captain. Obviously a huge loss losing McAlley too. Uh, she was phenomenal throughout this tournament. Big loss. But Charmaine, what does she add to this to this Ford pack? Oh, she adds a massive wealth of knowledge. Is for one, composure. She's a super calm person, I'll tell me. But on top of that as well, she's familiar with finals. She's familiar with England. Um, so I think she's a great addition. And if we can get a strong 40 out of her and then unleash a Kennedy Simon who's going to bend bodies, um, then I think that's a pretty pretty good eight replacement. Similar back row experience for England. So England's back row have about eight years' experience at that level. And then with Charmaine coming in, Ailes, so it's, um, mm. it's pretty bolstered the back line as well, the back row, sorry, for, for the back row. And bloody excited for that battle. Mouthwatering matchup throughout, and I said it on my Twitter. I would never run it straight at any of these women at, uh, at the moment because they are bending <laughs> players. The difference from round one to now, the Black Ferns have made so much changes in their defensive. They've got bodies on the on their feet, and they're coming forward and absolutely dominating the contact era. Quickly, just get your predictions tomorrow night. What do we got, ladies? Tight game, I'd say 18-15 Blackburn. We on! We on! <laughs> <laughs> Sydney, what do you got? <laughs> I'm the same thread. 18-15. Beautiful. Beautiful. There you go. The, pre- the prediction is going to be a tight one. Hopefully the weather gods play their part. And we get some sunshine because that's what the Black Ferns need with the game that they're trying to play at the moment. Appreciate it, ladies. Thanks so much for your time. And uh, congratulations on your job so far. You've been fantastic on the Airways for Spark Sport. Keep it up. One more job and then the big party's on. Oh, oh yeah. um, you guys are amazing. We love your show. Thanks for having us on. Much love to you guys. Awesome. Thanks, Sini. Kakite, Sini. There they are. The ladies calling it. For the Black Ferns, and okay. um, yeah, they've touched on it. Charmaine McMenamin getting the start at number eight. Huge loss with McAlley too, Kempi, but um, a lot of experience. She's been there before. She's played against England. And hearing Sydney talk about England, they'll be licking their lips if it's raining. This oh. is a, the, like we hate talking about conditions, how having to play a part, but that is their bread and butter when it's cold and wet and miserable like it is up there in the UK. Yeah, they're just licking their lips at the moment. Well, it draw, it draws them in, doesn't it? It draws them into that tight five, that ruck situation that they they love playing the English. And of course, our girls under Wayne Smith have been really expansive. You talked about it, run it from anywhere, cause some havoc, you know, cause some chaos. And uh, what the rain does is it throws a dampener on that. So, um, look, I like listening to them. They were so good. The the information that those uh, ladies just gave us there, especially for me, was like, 
next level. Mm. I'm like, yep, okay, oh, this is where they're seeing it. And I, I still think as a home advantage for us, a packed stadium, Mount Eden, I think, I think England's backs are against the wall. Yeah, they I'd, have to come and take it. Yeah, they know that. They know that, that this is this is New Zealand's to lose, but they'll be drawing a lot of confidence. 30-match 30 uh, 30 winning streak at the moment. And what I loved about that, Liz Outer, she put her own ego to the side. Oh. You know, she said, selections, this ain't about selections. This is about the game of women's rugby. And you think to where it was at the start of the year, you know, going through the changing of coaching, the drama that went on there at the NZR and Wayne Smith coming in and the changes he'd made, to now, that just speaks volumes of the person she is. Former captain dropped, could have ran off and thrown her toys, but she said, this is more than my selection. This is about the game of women's rugby. And where the game is now, and the, the matches like last week, that was the blueprint of what the women's game can bring to to our people. And I'm a, look at, I'll, I'll say it, Kempi, last year probably wasn't a believer. I'm a genuine believer right now like yeah. in, this, in the women's rugby and the women's game. I think I think all of New Zealand are right behind you too, Izzy. And, and good on you for, you know, just saying to, to Les how courageous um, a decision to, to get back in and support the ladies. I watched her do the haka mm. from the sidelines. It was emotional. I, I actually had a tear in my eye when I watched that because I... You know, as you have been in those situations where you, you've missed out on playing in big games because you've been left out of the team, and this lady stood there and gave her her mana to that side when she when she saw them do the haka, and and I just think that speaks volumes of the person. So um, when you got people like that supporting you, like that's why the country's just uh, encapsulated at the moment. They just want to get in them behind it, sold out. I, like the English must be looking at this small country of five million people. This is like. They've got sixty million, yeah, and we've packed out Eden Park, and they're talking about oh we've got you know packed out stadiums up in England, and they've come down here and gone, you know, wow, five million people, and you've packed this game out, yeah, and for me that's our that's our sixteenth man, is the crowd. So if you're going to that game tomorrow, don't sit there when they kick the ball and clap. You make as much noise as possible. Yeah, you get those poise. You take those poise along and you swing them. You swing them as high and as hard as you can, <laughs> and you make some noise, and you get right behind our black friends because they're bringing the cup home. Yeah, get it done. Support them. Honestly, this has united the country, and we all believe. And uh, you'll watch today's socials. They'll be there thereabouts, and there'll be some awesome videos coming out in support for our Wahine tour tomorrow night. And, uh, yeah, just on that, I threw my toys, mate. I went to US. I went to America when I got dropped from the World <laughs> Card. What a bar of this. So I was the opposite. I was ego was well and truly dented. But Liz Alda, she's so good. And uh, what is the score prediction? I want to ask you, double eight, double three, give us your score predictions. And I'm just going to do this. We'll, look, we'll collate them. We'll write them down. And if you get it right, Monday morning, $50 TAB bonus bet coming your way. There you go. Double eight, double three. Score predictions for the Black Ferns. Tomorrow night, Eden Park. It might be raining. Les Alda, 18-15, three-point victory to the Black Ferns. Double eight, double three. Score predictions. There's a few messages there. We'll get to those shortly. We'll shoot off and we'll come back with Paulie Moati because Pip, she's a little bit slow this morning and that's fair enough. Got a photo from Louie at one o'clock in the morning <laughs> and uh, they were still out. So, yep, Paulie Moati coming up.
Oh, the kitchen is flying. How good, mate. How good, Joe. Well done. This is a black ferns world. Yeah, yeah we've got a couple of score predictions coming through. Oh, can't believe some of you. But anyway, follow your gut, not your heart. We'll get to those shortly. But, Kempe, we've got a wee Movember update. Yeah, well, we have. And I got towed up on the basketball court the other day from Curse. Yeah, can you just... I was actually quite surprised at how good you were. I'll cut it out. <laughs> you were dragging Seriously. Them. You know why she got me? Because we were in there for like 44 hours trying to sink <laughs> baskets, and I ended up getting tired. And uh, she just she ended up nailing me on the last shot. But you know, she's a really – I tried to give her out a couple of times too because I had her. And I said, look, you can take it out here. We'll just call it a draw. Eh? We'll get Izzy and Beef to fight it out. No, nah, no, nah, she wanted to beat me, mate. She wanted to beat me. And she got the job done. So they've, uh, they've, they've got that one this week. But next week we're going into – Week three of Movember, and next week, Joe, Neeps, what we're doing is we've got a deck of cards, one to one to thirteen. We got uh, we're going to throw a joker in it, and each morning, each afternoon on drive, when the when the crew come in, we're all going to pick a card, and that card is going to have an exercise on it, and you have to do that that day. So it may be a walk, it may be a run, it may be push-ups, maybe burpees for a mile. There'll be a couple of jokers in there too, which what? will be quite funny. Burpees for 1,600 metres. Mate, I know Ruben Wicky did it. He did it from our studio at, at Saatchi and Saatchi down in Parnell to Mission Bay. You know how far that is? No. Mate, that's like 6Ks. He's crazy. He burpeed that far. He burpeed that. Not just him, <laughs> mate. He took a crew with him, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not coming. Well, maybe just not that one. But everything else counts. <laughs> Can't get me. Just, just, we'll leave that to you to come up with an idea for each card. Resembles uh, an exercise. Well, this guy, his partner ain't exercising this morning. She's a little bit slow, Pip Morris. So we've got Paulie Mwati. He's up and about. How are you, Paulie? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, boys. That's right. Uh, unfortunately for Pip, uh, she's got a problem with her phone, I think. Um, I think he had one too many espresso martinis last night, Pip's phone. So um, I've had to come in off the bench. Fair enough, my friend. It was a great little night there, and she did a stellar job. On the on the airways at the Greyhounds, mate. How have you pulled up? You've you've called your your way back for the BGP boys. You might have been pretty happy about yesterday's performance. Gave a little bit. Oh, they gave a little bit back. They're still well up, so they're doing very very well. And I'm guessing they're looking towards the uh, uh, the big meeting at the Addington Harness uh, today. Um, and I'm just looking, having a look right now at the Group 1 uh, Renwick Farms Dominion Trot and Sunday's Sun trying to make it a hat-trick of Dominions and has been very well backed at the top of the market, $1.70 at the moment, Sunday's Sun. Uh, also, the Group 1 Air Park Canterbury New Zealand pacing free-for-all mobile pace and they like the Aussie here, Rock and Roll Do, who galloped away in the cup but's back behind the mobile uh, today. Uh, your favourite, two eighty into $2.70. The best backed in that race, Rock and Roll Do. Uh, second best back though, number six, Bankham, now at $8. So a bit of money for the Aussie in the free-for-all. Beautiful. Anything on the Kiwis or the Black Ferns, mate? Yeah, Black Ferns. Look, we've taken more money on the Black Ferns in that head-to-head market uh, against the Red Roses. So even though they have drifted out to $2.60, we've taken more individual bets. We've also taken more money on the Black Ferns to win that match. Uh, still a bit of action on the uh, Red Roses, but, yeah, the, the hometown support, 
um, I, I guess, will be there at Eden Park tomorrow. But they're also getting a bit of cash support in terms of that head-to-head betting. So 260 on the Black Ferns to win the World Cup final. Uh, and the Kiwis, um, well, the, we're back in the Aussies again. Well, that's where the action is anyway. The Kangaroos, um, they've... Uh, they're very, very well placed. I think they're around a dollar twenty, a dollar twenty-one at the moment. Um, that's where most of the money is going. I'm hoping that we see a wee bit of an upset though, and that Joey Manu and the boys can uh, turn one on. Beautiful. Hey, just quickly, I don't, you probably didn't hear, but I've just given away a fifty-dollar TAB bonus bet. So if you can find that for us, we're given a score prediction. We're going to give it away on Monday. I really much appreciated, Paulie Moati. You're in a giving mood, and I really appreciate it, mate. Why is it Pip talking today? Oh, You're easy to get, old Paulie Mighty. Thanks so much, mate. Have a great weekend and go the Kiwis and all the Kiwi teams out there. Thanks very much, brother. Cheers, boys, and have a great day at Rickard and tomorrow as well. Oh, we will. We will. We've got full tummies now. Just got a beautiful breakfast. But anyway, that was our TAB live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. And gamble responsibly, R18. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. We'll come back and we'll get a Love Racing NZ update chat with the boys. We're up onto it on Sunday. Together, shaping and building New Zealand. Zian Kempi for breakfast, 27 to 9, boys. How good? The weekend's almost here. I chose this flooring pole. The question was, what are you on your fridge when you're going to be sitting on, uh, on the couch, cracking into a few while you watch the Black Ferns, the Kiwis, so much going on. Um, uh, Alice has loved some crafties, boys. Not a surprise, about 70% voted for crafties. Uh, not not really going for the leftover RTDs, as Yuck. I call it, the student diets, uh, but that's what I'll be cracking into. Usually I just get all my flatmates, they'll, uh, they don't usually don't finish their boxes, so what I do each weekend is I just pick up all the, the cans and yeah, that's what I drink. Um, but, 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 well, hey. Yeah, yeah, desperate times. Anyways, <laughs> love racing. Um, we don't have a love racing update, but you, uh, you're here. Goes dirt. Well, no, no. I, honestly, Joe's dirt's been canned. <laughs> I don't even on the mail run anymore. I made a sting and everything, and Michael guaranteed that he'd leave the show if I kept on doing it. So we aren't <laughs> doing that anymore. <laughs> but um, the Grand Tour Festival, Grand Tour Racing Festival, is coming your way. It's already at Rickerton. What's the plan for tomorrow, boys? Oh, mate, the Grand Tour. I've heard lots about it. We've had uh, Caitlin O'Sullivan coming on the, on throughout the year and, and talking about it. Obviously, Livermore and Hastings, they had a great turnout, and it's our turn at Rickerton Raceway tomorrow night. Look, my wife's an ambassador for the Grand Tour, so she's doing a lot of work with um, the Grand Tour, and she'll be there tomorrow. She'll be looking fantastic, dressed up, like all of our wahines that are going to head along. So, But we'll head along there, Kim Pete. 
and have a wee boogie, go enjoy the day. We've got a car park. We'll go set up the gazebo today. Go take a couple of chairs. We'll charge the ooey booms. Look, at, if you're in Christchurch, you've got to head along. You've got to head along. Got a message yesterday, actually, a random call. Sam Kane messaged me. Dagger, might come down to the races. Are you going? I rang him. I said, of course I'm going, mate. It wouldn't be a race day without <laughs> Daggy there. So Sammy Kane's coming down and uh, going to catch up with the old Skip, get an update um, of where his cheekbone's at and his injury. But, yeah, he's going to venture down. And I've got Kempi here. So we've got a good crew. Good crew head along to, to the races. And I've never been to the Grand Tour, but it just sounds like my type of day and my type of party. And from the way that Kempi's been dancing during the, after those ad breaks, oh, I think it's going to be a fun day, Kimpy. You excited? You got your dancing shoes here? Oh, mate, I don't need my dancing shoes. I just, I got you covered, though. The bouncer. Security. I'll be around there. Just put space. Keep space, please. Dagger needs, Dagger needs half the dance floor. He's going off. And Sammy Kane, yep, I might roll out a couple of pillows here because he ain't getting the double bed. So. <laughs> he ain't staying here. He's coming down. He can go get a hotel. He's, he's rich. But um, no, it's going to be a good day, Joey. We're looking forward to it. The Grand Tour uh, racing is coming to us down here. Eat and drink and get racy. Round up your crew. Book now at thegrandtour.nz and uh, come along with us and enjoy the days out. Can't absolutely wait. We've got a phone caller there, have we? What do we got? Oh, no, he was just no, uh, yeah, well, he, no, no, boys. He was just giving us a, a score prediction, but um, he oh, sweet it's all he, good. He was voting for England, so we're not going to put him on. <laughs> Look, there's there's a lot of people uh, going with their their gut, not their not their heart and their head. So uh, we appreciate that. Keep those messages coming through because we've got a fifty dollar TAB bonus bet. Paulie Mighty, he just said he's going to go find us one. So perfect Monday, we'll collate these uh, messages and the closest or the person who's bang on will get a $50 TAB bonus bet. So get those coming through. Morning boys, Steiny Classic all day long. Australia Mighty Waitara. Mighty Waitara. Australia Green coming. grenade. Mate, Yuck. They are. Headache material. <laughs> oh, and you do. When you go home, yeah. all the boys have got a Steiny. The old ones. Yeah, classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah classic. Not the new ice, cold, no headache one. Mm. They list, mate. Yeah, the green grenades, no good for the Good head. work, Shreddy. Yeah, good work, Shreddy. And another one here, boys, my favourite black fern is blonde-haired big prop from Gore. She comes across as a lovely person as well as a good footy player. Good on you, lads. That is from Charlie. Appreciate it, Charlie. Yep, the black ferns, they are playing tomorrow. I can't wait. 24-18 black ferns, Adam Fahey, he knows. Boys, I think English pack will grind us down over 80. Please prove me wrong. Score, England, 24 Blackburn's 13. Joey. Joey, I hope you're wrong, brother. And another one here from Gary Anderson and Potty Dewey. He's already sent his TAB account. He thinks he's won already. 24, England, <laughs> Blackburn's 12. 24, England, Blackburn's 12. So he's going for the English as well. Another one here. 27 to 19 to our fabulous Blackburn's. They're going to have to score tries to beat the Poms. <clears throat> So appreciate that one. Another one there. So keep those messages coming through to closest or the bang on score. We'll get a $50 TAB bonus bet. We're going to shoot off. We're going to come back with Whitney Hansen, the coach of the Ford Pack, the Fords for the Black Ferns, and get an update of how the week's been and how they're going to attack those wet conditions. Back shortly.
Yes, welcome back. Our Black Ferns Hour is going to continue. You have to stop and applaud our amazing Wahine Tour for the way they have captivated a country, one of the greatest rugby spectacles to have ever hit our shores. But yes, they have one final hurdle before we can pop a bottle of champagne. This Saturday, Eden Park, our Black Ferns will look to put the icing on the cake and take out the English to become world champions. Another amazing Wahine in the Black Ferns camp is coach Whitney Hansen. And is on the line with us this morning. Atamari, Whitney, morena to you. <laughs> morena. How are you doing, Whitney? How's the week been? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Um, been a, it's been a good week in here. Um, hasn't been too different to the other weeks, apart from the fact that everyone's pretty excited about a final. Yeah, we're all excited. We're pumped up. We had um, Senior, Les Alda, and uh, Christina Sue on earlier, and they were upset physically. But they spoke about the conditions in Auckland. Um, so, a, what, what is, has that had to obviously change the way you approach? We know the expansive game and the style you play. And how's, how's this week having to pan out, knowing the conditions that you're going to have to face this Saturday? Yeah, it hasn't been too bad. Like, we've probably been lucky with when we've been training. Um, we haven't been caught in that too much. I know that it's a bit of rain predicted for Saturday, but, um, you know, I think across pack four, we showed we can still play a variation of our game within that. Yep. Hey, Whitney, just, uh, I'm just sitting here thinking about your journey um, as a coach. What what have you learnt? Well, what's the biggest learning for you so far with this big game still to come tomorrow um, that you can take away from this tournament? Oh, that's a big question. Um, uh, probably the biggest learning for me that I continue to um, to have is just um, coaching's about people first, players second, and um, we're really lucky. We've got some awesome people in here, and um, I think it, yeah, as a coach, for me, the really great learning here has just been about connecting with new people and driving and learning how to get the best out of them. How do you control the energy? Because from what I see on the on the socials, is you've got a very energetic group led by the one and only Ruby Tui, and you've got some characters in there. So the week, how do you contain and control all that emotion, all that energy, so that come Saturday the, the girls are ready to fizz and fire? Yeah, they, they are. They are a... Uh... Very interesting group and um, very much get up. I, I don't think uh, Smithy enjoys the bus ride in with the, uh, the music and the excitement. <laughs> it's not, not what he's used to, but um, yeah, look, I think that they, they do a good job probably of controlling that themselves and, and um, some do that better than others and others are still learning in and around how to do that and I think that's part of the women's game becoming um, professional is how they deal with that and um, yeah, we've definitely got the loud ones who like to hang out together and then those that like to just take themselves away quietly to their room. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I'm loving what I'm seeing and, and some of the players have really stood up, particularly in the scrum and, and the line-out. What has been the major difference? I, I predict, you know, throughout the pool play, you played Australia and, and particularly Wales, probably, uh, you know, got a bit of a leeway on you in that one. But you've made a drastic change, particularly with France. They, they try to attack you at the line-out. So what have been the, the major focus to, for that turnaround? Uh, I think, like, it, a bit of it, mate, was just time. 
you know, like these girls haven't had a lot of games together and this um, group in general, like we've really only been together with this coaching group for, for this year. So I think a part of that was just actually getting consistency around in combination, how they're, how they're working together um, skill set-wise, has been able to have the time for them to work on their craft and then, um, yeah, the ability to, be able to put out a consistent effort and um, we probably changed a little bit our approach around how we were training our um, defensive lineups, which has been... Um, which has been good. You know, we're looking at just key concepts within what they're trying to to do, rather than trying to spend too much time memorising every move they're doing. Yeah. Hey, Whitney. Everyone talks about uh, player ratings and how well the girls are going, and you know, you've got pundits talking about scores out of ten. With, with yourself, like, do you have a measuring tool around your coaching over the last twelve months that you? Um, measure it against either, you know, you're coming up against Simon Middleton and his team this week. Do you measure against those coaches and in and around some of the tactics they employ? Do you look at that post your games that you've just been through and say, oh, I give myself a decent rating today? Yeah, probably um, not so much outcome. I think you can definitely come away from a game and think, you know, did we coach the critical few or were there things that we left people out there unprepared for? Um, and, you know, there's it's, it's a, it's a constant battle within that. Like, rugby's a really simple game, and then it's also a really complicated game, right? So you can go into heaps of detail, but it might not be the right one for this team against that opposition. So there's definitely a measure of that. Um, it's probably not out-and-out outcome, but, um, yeah, always, always looking at that, and I'm pretty critical around my own coaching, so... I usually sort of tend to think if we've won, it's the players, and if we've lost, it's probably my fault. <laughs> oh, mate, and, and you've got a, a perfect tool to be at your at your disposal. Is Dad coming up? Is he going to be there at the at the match over the weekend? And how's he been this week? Is he been chipping away in years? Because he chipped away at mine for a few years. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's um, he's a pretty um, well, I'm one amazing resource, but then. Um, just a, a great person to have in my corner for my sanity for being coaching, really. Um, he's coming up for the weekend, um, and he's yeah, pretty excited. He's, um, yeah, been a massive supporter of us, which has been cool. My whole family is, actually. Awesome. Uh, we're, we're really proud of you already, Whitney. I think you've won over a nation. You've got one more hurdle to, to overcome on Saturday, but while you're back and you're here on SCNZ, Izzy and Kempe, so thank you so much for your time. And go well tomorrow. Get up, our Black Ferns. We're right behind you. Awesome, team. Thank you. There she is, Whitney Hanson. Calm. Calm. Collected. Well, no surprises. You know what I was thinking? Her dad was calm, but angry. Yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking we're in good hands. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know, because they're going to step away. Mm. You know, Sir Ted and, and Mr. Smith. That's <laughs> It's like being in black eight. It's actually like the movie when you say it like that. And you've got Whitney Hanson stepping in and you've just she's articulated that role so well as a as a young up and coming coach. That's what that was what that's what Smithy wanted to do. He yeah. wanted to get around these coaches, these next generation coaches, provide all his IP and what he's learnt over the years, 
give them these tools, and then they can take over. Yeah, he was never going to do this for forever. This was just a one-year one, a one year opportunity for Every him. other sport can learn from that. Yeah, and he put his ego on the side, and he's he's giving back, and that's what it's about, and I love it. And uh, Whitney Hanson, she's done a stellar job at the moment. They haven't done it yet, and a few of them have come through. 7-5 to England. Trev from Matamata. Come on, brother. 15-12 Blackferns from Dad. So, Dad, he's back in the Blackferns. Hey, that's my score three. too, Papa Pete. Got, yeah, 15-12. Well, you can't win it. So if you win it, Dad, we'll get halves. Anyway, we're going to shoot off and we'll come back. Here you got Rick Dog. Is Rick Dog in the house? Yeah, Rick Dog to wrap up the hour and get an update what he's got coming up on his show. Back soon. Yes, welcome back. We're coming up to the end of our show. Two minutes to nine and we've got Rick Dog in the studio to bring you all the next all sports for the next three hours and getting his reaction. And we've got a few messages coming through, uh, some school predictions. Keep them coming throughout the day. We'll collate them. And well, the closest or the one, the winner that's bang on the money will win a $50 TAB bonus bet on Monday. Go, you good things. That's enough for me. Rick Dog. Morena to you, brother. Yeah, Morena. Is he, Kempe? How's the team? They, you, 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 have you got Kempe staying at your place, mate? What's going on? Is he bunking at yours? Yeah, yeah. He got Kempe down here. He's, he arrived last mate, night. First and... class. First class, Rick Dog. Breakfast, mate. The best mushrooms I've had all year. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we're very lucky. We got breakfast delivered to the studio, but no, that's enough from us, mate. What do you got for your show coming up? I got Mary Baker actually, not too long, not too far away. She's going to preview the World Cup final for us. Uh, talk uh, Black Ferns England. Nice. Catch up with Mike Venus as well. Talk a bit of tennis and find out who his new partner, high profile partner, he's going to be playing with all the next season as well. That's coming up just Ooh. after nine thirty, and we'll talk UFC with Mike Ango out in New York too. Oh, that's going to be an absolute fight on Sunday. Predictions. Can he pull the wool over Pereira? Oh, mate, he's going to finish him. I think they're going to carry Pereira out, mate, to be fair. Oh, mate, there's going to be a beautiful Sunday, Kempi. We'll book that, no doubt. Appreciate it, Rick Dog. You have a great day and, a, and an awesome weekend, mate. Lots of sport on to keep you busy. Thanks to everyone that's kept us occupied and entertained throughout the week. We're going to shoot off. We'll behave tomorrow at Rickon and watch out. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.